global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Selling today for the Dow, the S&P, and NASDAQ very close to the worst levels of the session. S&P 500 extending losses to a one-month low. Crude oil slipping from a six-month high. Right now, we've got West Texas Intermediate Crude down 1.2%, falling 54 cents a barrel to 46.16. Gold up 380 the ounce to 12.75, a gain of three-tenths of 1%. The S&P 500 index down 18 to 2,045, a drop of nine-tenths of 1%. NASDAQ down 24, a drop of five-tenths of 1%. Dow Industrials down 185 points, a drop of 1%. I'm Charlie Pelleton. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock on Bloomberg. I'm Pim Fox, my co-host Kathleen Hayes. We are broadcasting live from Elbow Beach, Bermuda, an oceanfront enclave of classic style and contemporary luxury. Bermuda is a British overseas territory. And here to tell us more about Bermuda is the Premier and the Minister of National Security, the Honorable Michael Dunkley. Thank you very much for being here, sir. It is great to be here. And does it get any more beautiful than this? No. No, it doesn't. I could I can say definitively. I have I all I had to do was get off the plane yesterday at the airport, come and sit on that beach and all the thoughts I had all the things I had to do just started melting away. It it tends to get like that and I'll tell all your listening audience that you are here in beautiful Bermuda. But there's no rum swizzles or dark and stormies out just yet. It's a little bit early in the day. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about uh, Bermuda, its legal status, uh, the way the politics and the business community work in the island. Tell us what goes on. We have been blessed with a very strong de- system of democracy for hundreds of years. And along with that, we built a very strong foundation uh, in our community and also in the business world. Uh, our legal system is uh, one that uh, we've made sure that at all times uh, we've continued to make sure that uh, we have a sound uh, system to be used with appeal to the Privy Council in London. And I, I say those comments to, to get to this position where we live in a small world nowadays because of the, the technology and how it moves very quickly. And people seem to be uh, easy access to capital in all parts of the world do what they have to do. But with that comes a real increase in scrutiny to all jurisdictions in regards to how they run their country, uh, what type of tax system you have, what type of transparency and compliance you have. And we're proud in Bermuda that uh, while we might be one of the most remote places in the world, 700 miles from uh, the East Coast, we built a system that we believe is just, equitable, uh, openly uh, transparent, compliant, and we cooperate with uh, all our partners throughout the world to make sure we stay in that position. And I think if you've seen over the past couple of weeks, months, and years, while there's been, for example, the release of the Panama Papers uh, with significant discussion about it, Bermuda's reputation has held the line because when we've built industry, uh, as we built international business through the years, 
70, 80 years ago, before people even thought about it, we created our registry of beneficial interest. And we, we said right up front, if you're not going to come to, if you're going to come to the island, you're going to do business in the appropriate way. We're not going to let you hide things away. Would you explain to our listeners who don't know much about Bermuda, except the beautiful beaches and great golf courses, et cetera, what that registry and is? People. And wonderful I'm, we have to talk more about that. The culture, the people, it's fascinating to me. Less than 100,000 people, so cohesive, it's just amazing. But tell us about the beneficial registry. Well, uh, it was started in the, I would say probably 1940, uh, shortly around there, uh, when we started to have uh, a real business infrastructure develop. And, uh, the, the leaders of that, of that time decided that they wanted to make sure that if you were going to set up companies in Bermuda, there had to be access to know who was a part of those companies and what type of business they'd done. Um, and it's unbelievable the vision that they had to do something like that because today in 2016, other jurisdictions are still looking through basic scenarios of what they will do. There's been a lot of pressure from the UK and from European Union countries to have other countries develop some things like this. And, and we said, look, we have a model here that works. Uh, and we've continued to tweak it as we've gone forward. So, for example, um, my colleague, the Deputy Premier and the Minister of Finance and myself were in the UK in November. Uh, and with the heightened oversight to try to deal with uh, corruption and nefarious activity, and we met with the National Crime Agency there, and they said, look, you know, we've never turned down a request for information or for people to see the books. Obviously, you know, you have to protect the privacy of some things, but we need to know what's going on. And so we, we told the National Crime Agency that, you know, if you have a request that's legitimate and valid, within 24 hours, you will get the information you need. And, and I think that's given us a strong foundation to build our business because that's what business wants. They want reliability. They want certainty. And they want to be able to withstand public scrutiny, which is picking up more and more nowadays. And I think it's, it's only appropriate that it does. I wonder if you could just uh, speak the, to the issue of what goes on domestically because many people may not realize that uh, you have to deal with the same issue that every country deals with, spending on education, uh, spending on housing, health care. 60 to 65,000 people. GDP, I think, of around 6 billion. Is that uh, just a little okay. further south than that? But it's, it's growing. Right. Uh, and, and as it grows, uh, you have to fulfill the uh, promises that, that uh, people want, uh, want kept. Tell us about the mix of businesses and what you're trying to do here, because I understand that, for example, many of the tourists that come now come on the cruise ship, and that that's great, but how do you grow all that? I have to say that it's it's hard for me to concentrate when I'm sitting at this wonderful resort. I think we did that in, on purpose. In Elba Beach and looking out at, the, at so many different colors of the water. Um, but I think I can collect my thoughts enough to answer that question for you. Uh, and it is Friday afternoon, so you've got to unwind sometime. Um, at this point in time, our, our foundation is international business. We're heavily reliant on that. Uh, we've found um, some good growth and strength over the years. Uh, recent changes uh, to the industry have seen mergers and acquisitions, and, and their rates have been dampened a bit. You're talking about the reinsurance The reinsurance, the reinsurance um, industry. Um, but we... Bermuda is still the third largest uh, reinsurance destination, insurance destination in the world, and we're proud of that with our size. And we continue to work very closely with the industry to make sure uh, that this is the place that they want to be and this is the place that they want to do their business from and grow. 
and we have a strong relationship with them and, and also the regulation, the, uh, the regulator in Bermuda, the BMA, who do a fantastic job. Tourism, I guess, is where Bermuda first put its footprint uh, back in the 50s. I, I think we were probably one of the forerunners of the modern era of tourism. Uh, with Furnace Withy uh, built the, the old Castle Harbor Hotel, and the cruise ships would come in and drop people off, and the golf courses were built at, at uh, what's now Tucker's Point and what still is Mid-Ocean. Um, and so we were the forerunner of a vibrant cruise industry. And over time, uh, that has changed. Uh, we now, I believe, are on a nice resurgence with tourism. We've got a number of exciting properties that are redeveloping and, and um, putting themselves in a better position. Obviously, Elba Beach, I think, is, is one of the, the jewels in our crown here in Bermuda. There's redevelopment in the East End with Deserales Group and with Morgus Point, which is going to build a Ritz Reserve. Uh, Michael Douglas, probably just right. three miles down the coast here, is is going to be developing his property. So there's, there's a lot going on. Cruise ship visitors are an important part of that industry. Um, and Bermuda's probably one of the top cruise destinations at this point in time because we have developed the facilities for them to come into the Royal Naval Dockyard so we can have two mega ships there uh, at a time, and we typically have four through the, the whole week, and the Royal Naval Dockyard is a really good place to visit, and then we put ferries to go out. To, to support that. So the government obviously has a big role to play, and I know that you have a, a, a beach vision. You know, we spoke earlier in the show to Ed Burns, who's the managing director here at the Elbow Beach yes. in Bermuda, and Ed has been uh, affiliated now, what, since 2012, 2013, mm-hmm. uh, a very dynamic, experienced hotel development professional who's who's come in. Did Bermuda fall behind for a while? Does Bermuda have catching up? Are you having to, like, like let the world know again what's going on here? No doubt. We, we did fall behind. Um, and I think it's probably twofold. One is, you know, we might have taken our eye off the ball and had uh, other opportunities that were in front of us. And I also think, you know, in all reality is that the world has really focused in more on tourism and destinations that 10, 15, 20 years ago never happened. Um, and so while we were, we were still in the game in tourism uh, and we were concentrating on some other real growth opportunities, it's it's like a champion. If 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 you're the world champions um, of basketball or football, or whatever, it's always hard to stay in that position because people want to attain that. And even though we you know we live in paradise and we got so much going for us, in in the tourism industry, as I'm sure Mr. Burns knows, as as a, a great professional is, that every year you have to reevaluate your product, and that's what we're trying to do in Bermuda now. We've we've looked at our product. We're trying to give the experience so we can appeal to the traveler of today that we want to get in Bermuda that has a disposable income. We're appealing to the markets where we have good access to, good air, airlift from. And I think now we're starting to see that progress. I've talked about the development. And if you take a look at our first quarter tourism numbers, we're up about 14% with good growth. <clears throat> well, congratulations on that. We're so happy you joined us today. This is the premiere of Bermuda. You've been listening to the Honorable Michael Dunkley as we continue our live broadcast from Elbow Beach, Bermuda. Kathleen Hayes taking stock, Bloomberg Radio.